Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. God bless you. This is Minister Aaron Williams, and this is DTW Ministries from Purpose Kingdom Network right here on Blog Talk Radio, 319-527-6091. And we're here live on Facebook again, 319-527-6091. This is the 1923rd episode, 1923rd episode of Purpose Kingdom. And we welcome you. We welcome you all across the nation, all across this continent, all across the world, internationally, to Purpose Kingdom and to DTW Ministries. God bless you. You know, and as always, before we even begin, let's go in and pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love, God, for your grace. God, we pray, God, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable into your sight, God, that you would get glory to yourself, that you would draw. God, even as Pastor Toy continues to petition from lost soul to the saving knowledge, to the saving blood, the redeeming factor of Jesus Christ. And we pray this, God, in the name of Yeshua, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We are definitely continuously excited because the Lord every day, is sweeter and sweeter. We're learning something new. And as we continue to say right here at DTW Ministries that we're growing up in this thing together, you know, that we're taking a walk, you know, down the lane of sanctification, you know, as the Lord continues to develop and mature us, that we want to share where the Lord has our heart and that we're moving, and not always, you know, but some things the Lord gives me and he says, this is just for you, you know, so I know not to open my mouth about everything, but some things are just for me, but for those things that he's moving and maturing in my spirit that he shows me openly through his word, you know, we thank God for that, and we're going to share those things with you, and hopefully, you know, we by, by the grace of God, by the favor of God, by the goodness of God, um, we're going to be able to not just convey it, you know, plainly, because I believe that the word is the word, as it says in the Gospels, those among understanding when you receive it with understanding is because it falls on good ground. So we declare and we try our hardest, you know, to not preach above, you know, people's understanding and, and to try to keep the gospel plain and simple. So we do thank God for the simplicity of the gospel that not a, a wayfaring male, a wayfaring person, you know, or infidel with error, but that everyone can receive this grace. I mean, this, this great grace that God has bestowed and given unto us through his son. You know, we, we're so excited about that. I was telling the pastor before we began that I, I, I have a new excitement about the word of God and the things of God because I, I'm beginning to understand some things about God. You know, and God's wisdom, God's infinite wisdom, 
and, and, and when we talk about his omniscience a lot, we talk about him all-knowing, we talk about it, but I don't even think we begin to fathom, you know, the depth, you know, the depth of both the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his ways and his judgments past. Out. My God, our God is so wise, and I, and I thank God for the understanding that he placed in man. You know, what is man, truly, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? He set us a little lower than the angels, but yet he's crowned us. Listen, you are crowned, and I hope that tonight, you know, that that is my, my, my mission, to encourage your heart in the Lord, you know, that you would learn that, we would learn that as we're developing, that we're waiting on the Lord. Why? Because they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But we have to wait. We have to wait. And I know that the, 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 the title is to both to will. And you know that's one of my favorite scriptures in Philippians, you know, for this God that works in us, both to will. Not just to have the want to. We understand the desire. But we know that our desires are sometimes wishy-washy because the flesh, you know, our old man, our old nature has an insatiable, unquenchable desire. And you, if you don't discipline yourself, if you don't put yourself in a place of telling and getting used to telling yourself no and not having your own way, you'll find yourself at fault quite often because of the things that you like. I know as I was growing in the Lord, I thought that my likes and my desires would change, but it was my spirit. It was my heart that began to change, and as my heart began to change towards God, the, the appetites subside. They didn't go anywhere because if I continue to sow to the flesh, I will reap of the flesh corruption. If I, I continue in sin, if I continue in favor to my own likes, then the things that I like will begin to come back up again. And when I was sick, I had got sick, and I was sick. Uh, I was in a hospital. I was in coma for, I believe, five days yo, from work. I went to work on a Thursday. I woke up on a Wednesday the next week. Yo, and while I was sick, I didn't eat a lot of meat. I didn't eat certain things I didn't crave anymore. But when, when I began to get my appetite back, I began to fix things the way that I normally did, you know, with the salt and the things that had salt and things that had sugar. I put salt and sugar, and when I tasted them, they were extremely salty. They, they were extremely sweet. I was like, what did I had to come back and draw back and had to pull back on what I put in these things because my appetite, my desire, my craving for these things had left. But it's because I didn't feed myself. Listen, child of God, you can't expect, you cannot expect to be saved, but feed your flesh and expect your flesh to just roll over because you say yes to Jesus. You have to deny yourself because God doesn't just put the one to in you. We know we have the desire. We know in our heart we feel as though we love God. But the do is also of God because ministry is not of man. 
Ministry is of God. Ministry, the ministry of reconciliation, which he put in us that we talked about in our last broadcast, is given to us by God because there's none that do good. There's none that seek after God. There's none that's righteous. No, the Bible says no, not one. It's God that worketh in us. The glory goes to God, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But what the enemy of our soul wants to do is to keep us under the tragedy of sin, to keep us under the tragedy of human frailty, to keep us in bondage to our flesh, to keep us in bondage to our own will, to tell ourselves that we can't do this. And we know we hear it in the gym often. I can't hear the gym. I ain't been in the gym. But we know it, and we hear it in the gym often. The man that tells himself he can't and the man that tells himself he can, both are right. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible encourages us and says, I can do all things. Through Christ, that strengthens me. I tell myself, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how many times I get knocked down. I don't care how many times I fall. I don't care how many times I fail. I can do all things, and I will continue to push the word of God into my mind, into my spirit, until it manifests fully. Why? Why why do we have pastors? Why do we have preachers? Why do we have evangelists? Why do we have prophets? Why do we have apostles? The Bible says that they are there that we all may benefit till we all come. Till we all come to the fullness of the knowledge of him. Till we all get there. God has placed each other, and as we are part of each other, as we are part of the body, God has placed us to help us all develop. As Paul said, because all things are our glory now in my infirmities. Why? Because I understand that all things truly work together for good. If I if for me to live as Christ and die as gain, if Christ is now my life, if I've now been crucified with him and the life that I now live, live I by the faith of the Son of God who died for me and gave his life for me. Now if I live in Christ, if Christ is truly in me, God is orchestrating both the good and the bad. He's orchestrating it not just to will, but that I can do that you and I can live in victory, that we can live in unity, that we can live in love, that we can live in power, that we can live in, listen, it says, because in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being, but we have to understand it's in him. Our greatest hindrance is the hindrance of procrastination. It's the hindrance of not being faithful to press. Yeah, we say our prayers in the morning. Yeah, we do our religious devotion, but to press. I went to a bar, uh, Broad Street Eddie's in Philadelphia. This This was at least 20 years ago. Broad Street Eddie's, and I went, and I would never look at the top shelf. Because I knew from the start I couldn't afford nothing in there that was on top shelf. I ain't wanted. I wanted the stuff that was cheap that I could get more of. What we're not willing to pay for, 
we will never receive. What you're not willing, you never see a sale on Lamborghinis. You never look in your computer and see a sale on any designer brand. It might be something that they may have in the mall, but some of these things that you'll see, some of these designers, you'll never see a Gucci coupon come in the newspaper. You'll never see, hallelujah, some of these designers that they advertise sales. Why? Because they have a brand. Listen, you and I have been branded by the Spirit of God. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to get to Philippians, but as I'm talking about the tragedy of human frailty, because look what God has done. He's taken our plight, the human condition that we come in this, like Job said it, that the life of man is full of trouble. And and, and the human condition, we come through life, we come in, we joyous, we ready to attack life, we're ready to live life, and we walk through this human tragedy and die. Some of us, you know, leave a mark. Some of us leave remembrance, but on the most part, we're grieved and then forgotten, not forgotten to the point where, you know, we're not in people's mind, but forgotten to the point where we're a part of people's lives, where they now answer or respond to us anymore. But look what God has done. He's taken that human condition. It says here in Colossians, the first chapter, why did they crucify the Lord of glory? Because of the mystery. I got to read it. I got to read it. I got to read it because I got it all messed up. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Let me read First Corinthians, the second chapter. Sorry, I'm going to start at verse 6. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Listen, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, had they known he came to die, had they known it was his purpose to be crucified? Had they known it was his purpose? To, yeah, he was afflicted. It, it was forewritten. It was foretold. But they didn't know because the human condition, the human condition when people had movements, when people had groups, when people had religions or whatever have you, that people came and followed, when, when it got too big, they were killed. When it got too big, they were murdered. When the movement went against what those that are higher up stated, they were they were taken out, and the movement stopped. But look what God has done. He's taken the human condition and did what they always happen, but he came for that purpose, to die. It says, let's set before cocaine and we fall to the ground and die. It abides alone. But if it dies, my God. He came to die that we might have life in ourselves of him. I I, got to say that again. For in him we live and move and have our being in him. That Christ came examining, not examining, 
but giving us the riches of God through himself, through the death of his cross, and have redeemed our lives from destruction and from death through his blood. My goodness. Hallelujah. 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 For if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, <laughs> nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him because of our love. Not because, not because we loved him so much, but because he loved us and he showed himself to be lovable. He's a lovable God. Let me go back to Philippians, Philippians 2.13, for it is God, again, that which is worketh in you, both to will. I, I really love this scripture. I, this is one of my favorite scriptures, both to will. He, he doesn't just want to give you, and he's not just working out, because we know in, in 1 Corinthians 1 that we're confident of this very thing, that he that begun a good work, what, what good work? Both to will. <laughs> I know that chapter two comes after chapter one, but what is that thing that he's working out in us? Both to will and to do, being confident of this very thing that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it. He's not just giving us and moving in our will. He's not just moving in our desire. He's moving in us to work out our soul salvation to live this life here in this earth, not, not just the by and by. We're, we're not just talking pie in the sky, but we're living a life of victory in this earth because he's come to give us victory. Listen, and with human frailty, we often, as Christians, we're guilty. I know I've been guilty of sometimes boasting when I figured out that I can do this thing. You know, we say scriptures like, you know, I can do all things through Christ. And listen, it is our will. Our will, and I continue to say this, is one of the most powerful things that we have. Because with this same will, we can say yes to ourselves and no to God. With our own will, we can deny Christ. We can say we don't want to serve God with our will. And we say with that same will, we can't say no to self. We can't say no to sin. We can't say no to depravity. And I understand with me, I have to. I have to. I don't know about you, but I have to run to God. I have to depend on God. Because without him, I know who I am. Not just wretched. We were all sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and have done things that they are ashamed of. Some people haven't done as much, but all have sinned, the Bible says. There's none perfect. There's none righteous as it declares in Romans. No, not one. All have sinned. All come short. But my God, I realize that if I don't run to God, I'm not just running to him in times of defeat, in times of weakness, but I'm running to him in times of testing. I'm running to him in times of mourning. I'm running to him in times of tragedy, in times of failure, in times of disappointment, in times when I'm perplexed, but not in despair. 
cast down but not destroyed, always bearing about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That's what Paul declared. But what I am is I'm always bearing about who I am and who I am without him. I'm always understanding that my old man is always in my mind. My old man is always moving in my flesh that I crucify daily, but I don't like when I was telling someone I don't like the way that I desire. That if I don't keep my mind on the Lord, if I don't pray every day, if I don't fast and turn my plate down, if I don't meditate on his word, I see that that old man is still alive. That that old man that I'm trying to blame everything on the devil, and the devil is the devil. The devil goes by as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is not an adversary. The devil hates you and I because we have what he had. We have, and, and he looks at us as less because we've been made in the we've been made, and you do we've been made in the image. His hate for God translates into our lives. His hate for God translates into the things that pertain to our lives. That's why he attacks us so much. That's why we understand. I'm, I'm beginning to understand. That in mourning, in lack, in frustration, I'm losing my, a note from my elder brother Dennis that passed, you know, went home to be with the Lord, but I'm using it as an avenue. My pain, I'm using it as an avenue. My lack, I'm using it as an avenue of pursuit where the devil thought he could close the door. I'm using it as an avenue to get close. I might have to cry. I might get frustrated. I might have to you know, turn my plate down more than often. I might have to do some things that, God, I wouldn't want to normally do. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin to seek him like never before. And this is what this, this, what this broadcast is about tonight. For him that wants, because I, I heard a word on Saturday. I always talk about, you know, praying. I always talk about fasting. I always talk about adding. I always talk about multiplying, you know, in our prayer life. I always talk about doing more for God. And someone said, maybe because we continue to talk about it, it's because maybe we should do it. And I didn't say anything at the time, but that thing rang in my spirit because I knew it was true for me. I need more. And, and, and I'm going to talk to the person tonight that needs more from God. Listen, God didn't just save you to just sit in the pew. He didn't just save you. And maybe it's not your ministry to be an evangelist. Maybe you're not, you're not a missionary. Maybe you're not a teacher. Maybe you're not in the fivefold ministry. But wherever you are, God wants to use you. You're in the supermarket. God wants to use you. You're in the workplace. You're in the marketplace. You're in the hospital, wherever your job is. You're in school, wherever, wherever you are. God wants to use you for his glory, but he can't use us if we continue to just function by the principle of adapt and overcome. We just become well-behaved people instead of converts. We just become well-adapted folks, you know, where we, we, we learn to be loving, that we're, you know, now nice and calm. And we understand, though, when we get upset, we see that man, when we see that woman come back, when we get pushed the wrong way, we, we understand that that old man is still there. But God is looking for us to truly give him 
everything. My God, I, I get I, I get so excited because I, I don't know who this man is. I, I don't know what he looks like. All I know, all I know is I got to get there. All I know is I have to get there. My sons are dependent on it. My daughters are dependent on it. My family is dependent on it. God, God working in us both to will and to do, and we want to be complacent and satisfied with with being who we are. When he says we are a new creature, I'm not just a new creature because I talk the gospel now, and I'm not talking about breasts and booties and, and all these other things about getting high, not just because he just wants to change my conversation, but he wants to change my nature. He wants to change our habit. He wants to change us into his image. Then tell Christ be fully, listen, tell Christ be fully formed in you. He wants to change us until we look just like him. My God. What what an exciting thought where Christ said that whatever, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. As ambassadors for Christ, can we say if you see me, you see Christ. If you see me, you see the Holy Ghost. But yet that's where he wants to move us to, that when people see us, because if the princes of this world would have known that killing one man would translate to millions, would translate to thousands, would translate to hundreds, would translate to tens, God is looking. Christ in you is the hope of glory. God is looking for that one person. God is looking for that one woman, that one man, that one child that will say yes and fully engulf themselves in the presence of God, that we may turn the world, as the disciples did, upside down for Jesus. I want to challenge you tonight. I want to challenge you past your frailty. I want to challenge you past your insecurities. I want to challenge you past your fear. Matter of fact, I bind and rebuke the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus, and I loose the freedom of the Holy Ghost, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I want to challenge you that if you're not praying this way, I'm I'm not talking about, God, I thank you for today and waking me up this morning, you know, as I slept. I'm not talking about those religious prayers that we say religiously, you know, and repetitively almost every day. Yeah, they change it. I want you to bless this one. I want you to bless that one and keep this one and heal that one. But I'm talking about God, change me from the inside. God, until I can see you, consume me, God, what does it look like? Like, to be like you. You said you're in me. You're the hope of glory that's in me. You saved me for purpose. God, help me find that purpose. I want to move in you. God, do it for your glory. God, do it for your glory. God, do it for your glory. Because our, my God, I know I'm excited about it, our desire for him. Ah, yes, God. Our desire for him is moving. Hallelujah. Thank God. Moving into the things of God. 
moving into the things of God that God may be. That God may be glorified. Hallelujah. We we bless God. We we bless God. We bless God for all that He's doing, and we bless God for all that He's going to continue to do. You know, we're 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 not we're not upset about what God is doing. God, we don't know what He's doing sometimes, but we're going to follow hard after Him because we know. Hallelujah. <laughs> we know that He has our best interest in heart. We, we we know he has our best interest God, we thank you so much. Thank you so much, God, for doing what you're doing in our lives. Thank you so much for being there when we, God, didn't even know what we wanted. Oh my God, we didn't even know who we were, but you continue to move in us, and we bless God for you. God being God in our lives. We want to keep, it doesn't matter. I'm not taking the approach of pride. I'm not taking the approach of ignorance. I'm taking the approach of humility. Christ in us, the hope of glory. For it is God that works in you, Philippians again, 2.13, that work in us both to will and to do. Good pleasure. Let me read First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Ah, yes, God, we do thank you. Struggled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Maybe you heard that challenge. You're saying, I love Jesus. God knows my heart. I often say this because the prophet reminds us that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Then the word of God says that I, the Lord, I the heart. And he holds the reins of the heart. He knows how to war us and to pull us back into his perfect will. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you not just for salvation, but I want to challenge we Christians. Our former pastor used to say, the church goes, so goes the world. truly believe. I, I, I used to always walk around with a sense of guiltiness because for me, I feel as though my purpose is hidden in him. Forget the singing, forget the ministering, but I want to know him. That the challenge is, if you really want to know him, spend time truly talking to him. Not just saying our prayers, talking to him, talking to him in times of testing, in times of difficulty, in times of failure, in times of rebellion, in times, hallelujah, where we're just doing things that we know we ain't got no business doing, talking to him, moving on our knees, that our posture should be that on our knees. That's the challenge tonight. 
And if that's you, I want a better prayer life. I want to pray more. I want to pray with you. But before that, I want to get the altar call. I, I, I want to talk to those who don't know Christ in the pardon of their sins. Maybe you're in church, but you don't know him in the pardon of sins. You know that your life is not where it ought to be. Know that you need to give God more. You know that it's some things you need to give up. I want you tonight to stop making an excuse. I want you tonight to stop making an excuse that he must not be ready. Working in you, both too willing to do it. It's your will. It's your love. You say, but I love God. The Bible says that God, in, in the first epistle of John, that this is the love of God. It's coming So if that's you and you find that and you realize that your life is under par, it's not where you know God desires for it to be, I want to lead you through a prayer, then I'm going to pray for you. Then I want to pray for those who want a better prayer life. So that's going to be three prayers that we're going to do right quick. But first, for those that don't know the Lord as their personal Savior or those that want to rededicate their lives to God, I want you to repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me. I sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your Spirit, Come into my heart and be Lord, master of my life. Thank you, God, for saving my soul. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you, and I bless you for everyone, God, across this globe, across these airwaves, God, whether by telephone, whether online, God, however they will hear and have heard this word from you, pray that you would bless them, that you would strengthen them, that you would deliver them from every vice, every hang-up, God, every hook-up. God, in the name of Jesus, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Loose their lives, loose their mind. Holy Spirit, now, we loose you to have your way in their lives, that you would speak to their hearts. God, as they just confess with their mouth and believe in their hearts, heard this word and desires, pray more to be closer, God, that you would so pull their hearts that you would move them even the more to yourself, that they won't be satisfied, God, hallelujah, until they've come fully into your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for you. I got 935 as early. But we're going to call on your uh, role warriors. 
our behind the scenes ministers and pastors, you know, engineering those that work behind the scenes. Brother Rob, Pastor Toy, you know, going to come on the line with some announcements, some information, you know, some encouragement. And then after they come, they have people coming back to me for um, closing remarks and a benediction. God bless you. All right, we thank you, and uh, God bless you too, Reverend Williams. We are really appreciate tonight's episode and uh, just the word that was sent to you through God, and, and you know, and come forth and just letting us uh, just have some basic information that we really need to know. We just thank you so much. This is the Product Purpose Kim Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us via phone or internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members to let them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on this social media page as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Okay. And um, if God's going, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the uh, 9 p.m. hour. And we're going to have a rebroadcast of Daughters of Roof. And once again, please join us at the 9 p.m. hour for Purpose Kingdom Network, and we're going to have the rebroadcast of Daughters of Roof, and that's going to be hosted by Reverend Maureen Lee. Okay, with that being said, it's going to be the end of the announcements. I'm going to hand the show back over to Reverend Williams. Amen, amen. Seems like I've lost my Facebook audience, but praise the Lord. You know, um, we thank God for those that will continue to serve and to seek after the face of God. Um we're not looking just for his hand. I'm not saying we're not looking for his hand. We're not looking just for his hand. We want to see his face, and we thank God. I want to read um, in my closing um, Philippians um, first chapter, and I'm going to read verse starting at verse 12 down to 18, you know, um, and just talk about that for about a minute or two. But I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the powers and all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and I will rejoice. I just wanted to read that because I want you to hear don't worry about your haters. Don't worry about those that come against you and say all kinds of wickedness and evil against you falsely. But rejoice inasmuch as they persecuted Christ and the prophets 
that we have to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind. I, when I read those scriptures, I get nervous because you know, we want to avoid trouble as much as possible. But I'm realizing that to move into the things of God, sometimes we just got to go through what we got to go through. But go through with your hands up. Go through rejoicing, as Paul did here, because Christ is being preached. Make sure you tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them about what he's done for you, his saving knowledge, his redeeming blood, his death on the cross, his rising again, listen, and his soon return. Listen, I don't know if you recognized it or not, but Jesus is soon to come. My God, the signs of the times. You know, we have people hearing everything, hearing sounds in the sky and all types of earthquakes and divers' banners and all types of things happening all across the globe are just setting up for the coming, the approaching, the returning of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't want to say get ready, but you know you have to. I want to say be ready. God, we do thank you, and we bless you that you're working in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure, that you're working your will. You're working your work. Uh, you're redeeming and continuing to redeem us. you saved and you're continuing to save us. God, you've delivered and you're continuing to deliver us. God, you sanctified us and you're continuing to sanctify us even the more. God, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would have your way in the lives of your people. Uh, Give glory to yourself. In Jesus' name, bless Purpose Kingdom. Bless these airways, God. Bless wherever there's listening, whatever nation, God, that's listening, whatever country, God, they're listening in. And I pray that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to yet do. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You have a nice night. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.